0: Mental stability, yes, it belongs to me. Oh. I'll rise up, blooming faith, match up relationships. My heart, my mind, my soul, I will be made whole. It is my time to bloom. A time to bloom, a time
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Time to Bloom. I am your host, Chantel Biddings, Licensed Clinical Professional Counselor. This podcast will explore how your relationships, your job, your friends, and your life experiences and your faith impact your mental health. So on today, my friends, I am so blessed to have with me the lovely now Henson, Waynell, say hello to
2: the people, introduce yourself, um, and tell us a little bit about you. Certainly. Thank you so much for having me today. Hello, everyone. My government name is Waynell Henson. Many people know me in the digital space as that Sunday school girl, Um, but I do live in Dallas, Texas. I, by day play around in the legal field and in ministry. I absolutely love the ministry of Sunday school. So I am in the Christian education space and helping to change the way that people see Sunday school. So I love the balance that it brings me to be able to work and then to do ministry and spend time with family and that kind of thing. I love traveling. My favorite food is shrimp and I'm excited to be with you today. Well, wonderful, wonderful.
1: Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, It's an honor to have that Sunday school girl here on the podcast today. Um, Today, we will be talking about losing well. Um, How do we lose? What happens when we lose? What are the thoughts? What are the feelings? And what are the lessons learned? Um, So Wayne created this wonderful, wonderful list. Um, And so I wanted to talk about that today. I want her to share a little bit so we can gain some nuggets on what happens when we don't win. We know how to win graciously and all those great things. But what happens when you don't win? What does that look like? How does that feel? And how can we move on? But not only move on, but move on with grace and with wisdom um, and with knowledge for the next journey. Um, So Wayne, now let's kick it off. Tell me, um, what do we need to know about losing well?
2: Well, let me just start by saying nobody likes to lose. Losing is absolutely no fun at all. Um, It was interesting because I remember being in undergrad and in my Statistics 2 class, um that was normally a class that had a curve associated with it because it was so difficult And I had like 88.7% in the class. And that was the one semester that the professor opted not to give a curve at all. And the honest truth was, it was because of me. And she looked me in my face and she says, "Miss Henson, you're going to have to learn that you can't be perfect in everything. And that crushed me. But it also was one of those times that I distinctly remember I didn't win. And for me, that was a loss because I was working so hard. She, she busted up my whole 4.0 GPO situation. And it was just, it was crushing. And so I, I remember those words, but it also sort of positioned me to know that I am not going to win in everything. And I have um, had to walk through that. Um, I'll be very transparent. I mean, I have been blessed to win a lot. And so I've done very well when I set out to do things. Typically, I will make a plan and things will work out just about the way I expect them to. But that's not always in life. Um, We're not always going to get that. And right now, the world has really gone a different way. You watch young people in sports, and there are certain sports now where It's not a win or lose. It was just about playing the game and learning the mechanics of the game. And so everyone comes out a winner and every child gets a trophy and it's just a participation sport. And so we're losing the understanding of winning and losing and doing it at that age really, in my opinion, sort of sets people up for not understanding that you are not always going to get a trophy, even if we look in our uh, very practical political space, right? We just had, quite frankly, a president who did not win re-election, and he did not enjoy losing. So it's not easy. We don't like it. I am the first to say I don't like losing. And at the same time, that is life. And we may as well sort of posture ourselves to understand that sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And what you've got to be able to do is get yourself in a space that you can get your mind around the loss very quickly because it does have a sting. Um, there is an impact. You have the feelings and the emotions of it. It is heavy. It is embarrassing to lose Uh, Because everyone sees it. Um, And even if everyone doesn't see it, you know it. Um, I'll also be very transparent in my personal space right now. I literally feel like even though people see sort of the ministry piece and things are going well, personally, I feel like the last couple of years have been filled with losing. Like there are things that I've wanted or I've gone after and it just hasn't happened the way that I thought that it would and at the same time, I've got to find a way to hold my head up and remember, it's not the end because you lost in this thing and that there are still amazing things up ahead that I will accomplish. And so I try to keep myself centered in that space. And really in one of the last um, efforts that I made when I came out of it, um, I was in a, um, a political, an election there, I'll phrase it that way. It was an election, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. campaign, if you will. Um, and there were 15 slots um, I was running for a board of trustees and there were 15 slots and I came in in the 17th place now for all sorts of reasons I had every right to be sort of proud of the kind of campaign that I ran and to be a first timer and out of 34 participants to still land in the top half there were all sorts of reasons to celebrate but at the end of the day I didn't run just to celebrate those good reasons. I was going for one of those 15 slots and it didn't happen. So I had to kind of sit with that a bit. And that's sort of where these, I call them 17 lessons from number 17 that you talked about that I had to sit with and kind of reflect on. And I made sure to do that.
1: Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you fully acknowledge that losing does not feel good. I think we try to pretty it up and we always want to come back with the quick, I'm fine. Everything's good. I'll get it next time. Um, But that thing hurts when you lose. Because like you said, we don't start off this mission, this goal, whatever we're going towards. We don't start off with the thought that I'm going to lose. Like we want to win, right? We want to come in first. And so now that we are in this place where what we wanted didn't happen, I think for me, the the option is to choose how I want to respond, rather than just react in my feelings, in my uh, right now emotion, to let it settle for a minute and then choose my response. So I think your 17 lessons from 17 is a just a definite, purposeful choice on your response to this. Um, it can be heartbreaking to lose. Like sometimes you have to just like feel it and and feel it again before you can come back with the okay, I'm gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. So Wayne now, share with us. Um, some of these lessons.
2: Sure. Thank you. And I will say, I love the way that you phrase that, that it's a, you have to choose how you're going to feel. And this was necessary for me because I think you alluded to it just to act as if something doesn't, hasn't affected you. I'm that person who normally just, I'm up and I'm on to the next thing. And I have this way of sort of it's not even an act as if things are okay. It is just a, I push things on and I keep pushing forward. So this was kind of one of those first times and I use these words that I allowed myself to be in this space. Um, The first lesson I learned was to be able to use the words and to say it. And we've said it very pretty here, but when I wrote in my journal, I wrote the words, losing sucks. (laughs) And there was no other way I could say that. I mean, it was, it was, my mind was all over the place, and even though I sort of I did the right things, and I from my heart you know contacted my friends that were successful you know in making the board because we were all sort of rooting for each other, and our yeah we were you know everyone was doing their thing, but at the same time we wanted good things for each other, and we have relationship, and so I did those right things, but I had not honored myself in that, so just to sort of bring my mind in, I had to acknowledge that um I had to say that it sucked because, again, your mind is there. Your heart is there. You've started to kind of envision what winning looks like and what you're going to do, you know, quite frankly. um, Even in sort of the planning in my campaign, um, and I know that there are some reality shows like this, they plan when they do the recordings of some reality shows, they record twice. Because in one episode, you are the winner. And in the other version of the episode, you lose. And depending on how things come out in the reality show, that's the show they play that evening. So kind of same situation. I prepared both for winning, and quite frankly, I did prepare for losing. So again, it was crushing. It hurt. Um, I don't even cry much. But later that night, and I kept telling myself, yeah, just keep pushing. We're going to do this. You're fine. I woke up in the middle of the night and I could tell my pillow was wet. And I was like, oh my God, I've been crying in my sleep. What what is this? No, 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 don't cry, don't cry. You've got things to do tomorrow and I'm fanning like, okay, just drink water, put a compress on. But again, to be able to acknowledge the hurt of that moment, the disappointment, the letdown and to say those words for me doesn't mean that I'm stuck there, doesn't mean that I won't move on. But again, it was just about sort of acknowledging and honoring that space. Um, My second thing was really to face it. So not just to say the words, but to literally face the feelings that I had associated with that, um, I had to find a space to reflect. Um, I couldn't just glaze over it. And I think, again, I said I had to, I was trying to keep myself together because that kind of happened on a Saturday On Sunday, I needed to be on. (laughs) I needed to, you know, be present in ministry. I had to teach a couple of times. People were going to see me. And I was like, oh no, if I cry, like I'll have the puffy eye thing. And my eyes actually change colors. So if I have cried or if I'm really upset, they're like a bright green and everybody knows it. So I'm like, no, they can't know this. They can't know. But on Monday, I literally didn't do anything. Like all day long, I just, I I watched Netflix, I wrote in my journal, I thought, gave myself to that space. So just a space again to face it, to acknowledge that it happened and not to glaze over a thing. Uh, My third lesson was to get it out, um, to talk about how I felt. And I think that this is where a lot of people, even if they choose to face uh, the letdown of losing, this one is a place where you have to be careful. I chose to get it out through journaling, and I literally have my two closest friends, those are the people that I talk to, but on social media, expressing all of my feelings, pouring everything out, talking about the whys and what happened and whether, whether I thought, what anything that I thought, did you think it was fair, any of those things, that's not a safe conversation to have. No everywhere and so I wanted to be careful I think that it matters to have really good people around you that you can share that you can feel safe Um, I appreciate my friends because number one they make me know that I have a safe environment and number two I just have friends who will keep me centered in godly perspective. So, you know, not just the, you know, chin up kind of friends, but those who literally remind me of purpose that is inside of me and that there are still great things ahead. Um, The fourth thing I did was I took a break from all of the reminders of the fact that I lost. And for me, that was the digital space because those who were successful, in um, all of the election we're celebrating. And again, it's not that right. I wasn't happy, but it was just a reminder that ah, you're number 17. Um, so I took a break from that. And I was off of social media just for, you know, a few days just to kind of give myself some room for from it. And that was just good for me mentally.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, that's,
1: that's yeah. great. Yeah. I think that reminding people that it is okay to pull back and take care of yourself. In that moment, is good. I think so many times we put on a brave front to like protect everybody else around us. I don't want them to feel bad for me. So you put on a brave face and and try to just push through it. But taking that break to really say, okay, I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to journal about it. I'm going to talk to my trusted people. And then I am going to allow myself some space to feel better. It's so important. It's so important. Okay, so go ahead. Tell us what else you learned.
2: All right, let's see. The fifth, thing, the fifth thing was to avoid creating narratives in my own mind that didn't support the truth. Because sometimes when you sit and you swirl in a thing and you're thinking about it over and over, you'll pull a piece and will this happen and this happened. That may or may not be true. Um, and it's just, I was thinking about the fact that hurt is such a slippery slope.
0: Mm, yes.
2: Specifically, and I'll I'll keep this high level because my election um, involved the church running for something inside of church. I literally said that this is a space where some people, in my opinion, get off track because we confuse what happens inside of an organization with our total faith. And so there are people who have hit these roads where there have been these moments of hurt and they have ascribed that to being the fault of God. And, you know, that's why I don't do the church or that's why, you know, I really don't believe in God. No, this was a moment. It doesn't have anything to do with like, my faith was not grounded in this whether I won or lost. And so I wanted to make sure that I stayed very focused on the fact that this was just an organizational process. This is not about my faith. I was not going to get off track with, you know, people that I am associated with, but really staying grounded. And it is not a time for losing faith. You know, I don't have any, I don't have a single bad feeling in my body with the church or with God. Like this is, it. I didn't get on and we move on and there will be, always be other places that I am able to contribute. But I think it's about, again, making sure that you don't allow your mind to run off. I have literally seen people who, this is where they went off. And, they w- and when you hear their refrain years from now, they come back to the same place. And th- this is the hurt that they're talking about but mm-hmm. it's because they wanted to blame the wrong source. So I wanted to be careful not to create narratives that weren't true.
1: Yes, absolutely. So necessary. You're right. This is where we get to that space where we hear so much about church hurt. Like Mm -hmm. the church did this to me. And I I always remind people that there are people inside the church. Mm -hmm. The people did that. Not necessarily the church or the the situation created this, but not necessarily the church. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be so careful um, because I'm afraid that so many people get caught up in what we call church hurt and they miss God.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: they, they, they miss that relationship. They miss the healing that's available to them because they walk away too soon. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm so glad you said that.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Well, now tell us what else.
2: Uh, I think this will make piggyback just a bit, but literally avo- avoiding bitter places um And bitter places can sometimes be bitter people. Mm. Um, so really, again, just can't, I couldn't be with everybody because a lot of people have opinions and they'll have feelings. And I don't know th- I'm at the point in my life now where I am very clear on what I think. And I give myself to my thoughts. And those things that don't work, and those opinions and the negativity, those are things right now that I just have to silence. And it has to do with this. And everything else, I'm just not in a place where I can shoulder the heaviness of other people's bitterness and hearing their war stories and things that went on and why they don't do with, ah, you know, no, that's not, that's not my experience. That's not my testimony. And I don't want to be that person. I want (laughs) to make sure that I can literally, I want to get up and I wanted to dust myself off and I want to keep moving ahead. So avoiding bitter places. Um, the next thing was really to celebrate my own effort. Like I had to go back and just say for a second, 17 out of 34. Yeah, you didn't make it, but you kind of did that. You, know, you did all right, especially for a first time person in this space um, and all sorts of other variables. I believe this, that even, even in the creation story, one of my favorite parts is the fact that the Lord steps back every day and he said, that was good. When we produce, I think we always have to be able to find the good things, the winning points um, to be able to celebrate the fact even that you put yourself out there. I don't care what you tried to do. The fact that you tried and there were lots of other people who didn't have the courage to do whatever you did. Um, I was talking with one of my um, young adults this past week who is incredibly disappointed because one of the requirements for graduation is not being met. And so it's like all the coursework is done, but I ah, this piece right here. I'm not going to be able to walk next week. And there is that hurt, right? There's loss. Yeah. I lost. There's disappointment. But I'm like, let's just pause. What I'm going to celebrate with you right now is do you realize that most folks don't go on for a master's degree? I'm so proud of you. What are we going to do? We are going to dial back for a second. I'll give you three days to be down in the dumps. But even Jesus got up after three days. I need you to get yeah. up. And we're going to meet the summer one deadline and we're going to resubmit. And you're just going to walk in December if that's what you want to do. And if not, we're going to take our degree in August and we're going to be excited about it because we're going to celebrate the fact that you pushed and you went this far. So celebrating even the effort, the willingness to put myself or yourself out there, whatever your thing may be.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to say that, you know, people are still singing your theme song by people. I mean me. Um, So (laughs) you absolutely did that and you did it well. Mm -hmm. So I commend you. I celebrate you because um, I think that it's a, a, it's a huge difference between just trying it and doing just enough and trying it and giving it your all your 100% and still not having that expected outcome, Mm -hmm. but being able to, pull the lesson out of it. I think that is huge. Um, So what other lessons should we learn?
2: I think there's always an opportunity for you to analyze your work. Uh, I'm a process person um, and I've always been very, I like to know how things work. So for me, what did I do well? What would I do differently? Um, And what would I just what would I want, what resources would I have? And I think when you understand, especially if you plan to do a thing again, whatever your gap area was, if you don't take time to analyze your gap area, if you choose to do that thing again, you won't be able to close the gap. We see that happen in sports. That's why they look at the tapes. You know, right. what did we do? Even if you won, what were our winning plays? The, if we lost, what? where did we leave something open? Where, where, where did our opponent find the advantage over us? And even in these spaces, we have to do that with ourselves. So where were those gap areas? How could you do something differently next time? So um, I did that for myself because there were definitely – Um, some ways to move. And a lot of it was learning. Again, if you've done something for the first time, you're going to learn things that you just didn't know. A lot of times people will have an idea of what a thing is, but you don't know the function of a process until you're inside of it. And so to figure out what, what did I, what did I learn? Where are those, those moments? Where were those connections? How do I need to build my network? How was my communication? You know, was I, how was my timing? All of those are process oriented things. And I wanted to make sure that I got my arms around that. um, Just because I think that there are, there's some carryover, whether I do this thing again or not, there are still ways that we learn um, about connecting with people and sort of advancing through networks. At the end of the day, I'm from a corporate background. And at the end of the day, that's what any um, opportunity is it is about finding the need that's out there. How does what you have meet the need? And then how do you communicate that message? How do you advance it through the network that says that I or my brand or my product are the fit that you need to do what you're trying to do? But it is about communicating that through. So analyzing my process and my strategy.
1: Absolutely. So right now, what would you tell someone that is in that kind of bounce back situation where they may have been dealt a a big blow? a losing blow, but they're in a position now to come back better. What do they need to do in order to make that bounce back effective?
2: I think the bounce back um, again is part, partially your attitude. In fact, I'm going to say it's mostly your attitude. It is, it's this idea. The big piece for me is you've always got to go back to your why. Why did you do a thing? Even if you lost, they don't kill your why, you lost in the process, but your why should remain authentic. And so if you're going to bounce back, go back and center yourself inside of why you did a thing. Why did you play the sport? Why did you go to school? Why did you try for the job? Why did you try for the degree? Why did you try in the election? If your why is there, it you may have some time before you try again, but while you are working on that bounce back, do the things that build your why. So, continue to practice in that area, contribute in that area. I have friends who, a friend who ran for a board uh, maybe a year and a half ago, and one who ran for um, a position here in Dallas, one of the city opportunities. Continue contributing, continue building in your community, continue making sure that people know that you weren't just running for a position or you weren't just trying for a thing, but you are invested in your why. And if you continue to build there, I believe that that gives you the momentum for where it is you ultimately want to be. And it will also build your confidence and your network as you're thinking about repositioning to get back in the game. That's so important to me is to get back in the game. I heard one of a, a pastor recently say that he was from the country and he said that when you fall off a horse, it If you fell off the horse, it would be easy to say, I'm afraid of horses and never get back on. But the only way to overcome the fear is to decide one day, I'm going to get back on the horse. And we're just going to see what happens. And so for me, that's, I guess, the, the mindset of truly bouncing back.
1: Absolutely. I've heard it said before, the cause has to be more important than the applause. So if you focus on your mission, what your goal is, then it is going to be way more important than hearing all the accolades, than hearing uh, the people standing up, clapping, saying you made it. Um, because sometimes they won't be there. And we know that there are people that are there to celebrate, but there are not the same people there to console you. And mm-hmm. so we have to be so mindful of what our focus is, what our mission is. And I love that you said, focus on your Why? Um, Because a lot of times when you lose, you get stuck in the fact that I lost instead of why was I doing it in the first place? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, I love that part. I love that part. Wayne, how can the people connect with you?
2: Thank you so much. And I've enjoyed our time today. Thank you. I think this was a very valuable conversation and I think people should talk more about it. I I believe that our transparent and honest spaces are really what allow everyone to grow. And I love the space that I am in and growing with an amazing community of people. So if you would enjoy connecting in my space where we uh, literally are taking What we know as traditional Sunday school lessons, but finding the life lessons inside of them. I invite you to connect with me Um, here on YouTube. Find me under the name that Sunday school girl. You can also find me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat, but don't hold me accountable on Snapchat. But again, we're literally digging in because when you talk about losing, losing for me is really just one of those levers. We're just having to manage what lever is being pulled in life. And for me, the only way that I understand how to navigate the complexities of life is through God's word. And if we're going to navigate in a way that is successful, I believe that Digging into those lessons and knowing God's word, and I always say it this way, that God's word is life, and in it is everything that we need for life living, and as we take it in, his word is life giving. So if you want to join me for a life living, life giving experience, please find me there, I would love to be connected to you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am so glad that you joined me. Thank you for being my friend and uh, answering my calls. Um, So yes, please follow that Sunday school girl as you continue to follow a time to bloom. Again, this has been Chantel Biddings, licensed clinical professional counselor, and I look forward to seeing and talking with you again on next Tuesday. Until then, be blessed.
0: My heart, my mind, my soul, I will be made whole It is my time to bloom A time to bloom, a time to bloom oh. It is my time to bloom A time to bloom, a time